Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. I love how Guzzy pops in every day to do that line live. And today, enough of the relentless parade of big-name celebrity exclusives on this show. Today, we're on for another brush with the Z-list. Thumbs down to Umbrella Thieves. (laughs) The Nissan Navara, it may be you to the year, but wait till you meet some of our rejected sponsors. Thumbs up to scooter enthusiasts at Rosebud Plaza. Killer Pelicans in a box. More listeners getting action thanks to Get This. Monsieur Borsak is back on the show today, (laughs) as is the Federal Treasurer and... A nude Vern Troyer. Sacre bleu. How to deal with a flowery apple. <laughs> Glenn Robbins is here in the second hour as we play Caught on Tape. Ooh, bang, bang on the door, baby. Tony's what? Tin Roof Rusty. <laughs> yes, it's all coming up on Get This, where Mr Howard, I understand you're once again going to be playing the didgeridoo. Tony, I'm not going to get into a bit of speculation about the future. Right. Okay? Okay, okay well, is it true there will be a didgeridoo played on today's show by yourself. Tony, I've I've indicated I'm not going to speculate. You were just asking me the same question in a different way. Good try, but um, try another customer. All right, fair enough. Now let's cross live to the Prime Minister of Australia. Solid Rock, the Goanna Band here and get this around the nation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still on air, still mm-hmm. broadcasting mm-hmm. in your town. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Probably good afternoon for most of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are we? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's myself, Tony Martin. Cheap. Oh, yep. Nasty yeah. and downright boring. All right, fair enough. We've got Ed Cavalier. Hello. Don't go near him. Oh. He's not worth it. He is a dirty man, Hall. Stay away from him. It's a good thing. And pushing the buttons, Richard Marsland. An awkward, painfully shy person with few social skills. (laughs) If any. That's because I haven't met her yet. Okay. That is the team that you're stuck with for this program. And, oh, was it the final media watch on the ABC for the year last night? Yeah, it was. Monica Attard's final media watch as well, but the final one for the year. Okay, now, you saw it? Yeah. Were we on? No, just some things about, uh, oh, just an Australian journalist uh, trying to influence the preferences of an independent candidate, that's all. Oh, that's sort of, yeah. But, yeah. but not us. No. So not we've us. got through the whole year without being on Media Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Despite all the lies and corruption and subliminal advertising on this program. <laughs> the, not uh, bad, is it? It's the songs that are subliminal on this program. <laughs> so hang on a second. So now it's over so they can't put me in it now, can they? No. So. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity. <laughs> To say vote Shooter's Party. Oh, really? guys, yeah. steady. <laughs> have we uh, had any cash for comment on this show? What sort of swag have you been? We're supposed to declare everything we get on the show. Oh, I got a uh, copy of uh, Death in Brunswick from our friends at Umbrella oh, Entertainment. Oh, Finally out in a two-disc special edition. That's like my favourite Australian movie. Uh, really? Yeah, definitely. More so than really? Beauty Blues? Oh, Zoe Caridi's. Oh. Oh. Hang on. Oh. No, but what about the girl, uh, what about Deb in, uh, in Puberty Blues? She's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, she's good. It's like Mole. It's like Mole who's only good to go down the shop and get you a Chico roll. Uh, uh, give me a Chico roll. Don't take a bite on the way back. <laughs> what about all the quality tail and Pacific banana? Surely oh, that's oh, sorry, yeah, yes. within your purview, Mr. Marsland. 
the death in Brunswick graveyard scene is a classic. Yeah, great. It's all good. And it's pretty funny. Oh, it's done in it. doesn't get funnier than a farting corpse in an Australian <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where these kids are ripping apart these, these tiny trees that have just been planted, mm-hmm. and Sam Neill goes... Uh, Hey, aren't you kids meant to be at school? <laughs> Piss off at school holidays. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's hardly cash for comment. No. We do talk about a lot of stuff on this show, though. Big issues. A lot of requests for some of the big issues we've talked about. Mm. Like the times that we often just stop the show to talk about balls. A plan to drop concrete balls into an oozing Indonesian volcano to slow its disastrous flow may be revised after the volcano simply swallowed the concrete balls and kept on going. Uh, How many did they drop? 1,496 giant concrete balls. I reckon one more would have done it, (laughs) I think. Is there a standard amount? That's amazing. I don't think that's a good idea. Isn't that a bit like dropping cannonballs into a cannon? <laughs> <laughs> Those balls are going to come back to bite them on the ass. It's <laughs> just playing with fire. Really? That's stirring up a, a killer ant's nest with a stick. Well, of all the concrete that had gone into the balls, mm. perhaps been put into a wall? That's true. Good point. A wall of concrete balls. That might have been more useful <laughs> than just dropping them into a volcano. Yeah. Uh, other big stories that we've missed. Listen to this out of Cincinnati. In the US, convicted sex offenders oh. are to be given fluorescent green license plates for their cars so they can be easily identified. Because obviously, when you're out driving, you want to know where the sex offenders are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should just have a special lane for them. That's nice. <laughs> honk if you're a sex offender. <laughs> oh, wait, I should not. I shouldn't have honked. I fell for it again. Now everyone knows. What an unusual plan. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to borrow that car. <laughs> it's not notice. Just popping down the shop. What is going on, man? Got in your car and throwing eggs, punched in the face. Jeez Louise. So how does that work? If you're a sex offender and you're mm. in the wrong area, you get busted, you get sent to jail to make more license plates. There you go. Oh, there you go. Other sex offenders. Yeah. It's a circle of life, Simba. Does that make me Simba? Yeah. You're, yes. You're the okay. one. Other big stories we've missed, guys. What are they? Okie dokie. Try to find tasteful gear. Oh, that's that... <laughs> Puts it straight down. <laughs> That's the end of Zoo Magazine. Is that I've from Zoo Magazine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crystal, as we know, is on her way to get a Walkley Award. Oh, yeah, For yeah. print journalism. Oh, All right. Yeah. This is Crystal from Big Brother. Yeah. Of fake Norg's fame. <laughs> Flea from Toowoomba writes into Crystal's column in Zoo and says, Dear Crystal, girls always talk about how important a guy's penis is, but what about oh. poor Mr. Ballsack? Oh, now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Question mark. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Frankly, as she replies, Mr. Balsack, the famous French author. Um, I'm a big fan of Balsack. He wrote some great gear before they dropped him into a volcano. Before Balsack dropped. Go ahead, Ed. I don't want to. This was ill advised. Then he goes on to ask Are testes important? Crystals fired back the response. I'd have to say they definitely are. Good to hear. Flea's already, his mind's at ease. You just have to look at the number of guys who are now getting the back crack and sack wax to see that that's that's the case. Oh, the Annalise back crack and sack. (laughs) She says that the male Brazilian is definitely a turn-on. The male Brazilian is a turn-on. Okay, and she goes on, as the practice of teabagging becomes more common. (laughs) More common. Are you a jiggler or a dangler? It's so common these days. <laughs> you can't you go can't anywhere. Walk down the street. <laughs> you go- cafe. <laughs> Excuse you, sir. No, see, I've mistaken what the process is. It's not just going up to someone in a cafe and then lowering the ball sack into their cup of tea. That's not tea bagging at all, is it? It can be. I've taken it too literally. That's common. <laughs> like, okay, that's enough. Nikki is holding up a hand that either means 
We've been sacked. So to speak. I saw it come up first when you used the phrase, uh, what about poor old Mr. Ballsack? <laughs> poor old Mr. Ballsack. His family's all moved to another state. He's all old and wrinkled. No friends anymore. There you go. Yet another premonition from you, Ed Kevily. Yeah. Here we get this. Awesome. Oh, my God. Oh. Is this the pretender? They're on the noodle. Come on, ugly Dave Grohl. Crank it up a bit. It's Triple M. You can do it. Come on. That's the Pretender, the Foo Fighters here. Get this on Triple M, winding up at the end of next week. Mm. Still on air and still going out, of course, in Adelaide. And I'm getting a lot of emails from our Adelaide listeners. As you know, uh, the second hour of the show doesn't go to air in Adelaide. No, thankfully not. Bit of a lobby group to have the second hour of Get This go out in Adelaide for our last week. That would be nice. Now, if they don't like this idea... They'll never hear about it because this will have been cut out already. True. For Adelaide. It's a bit negative, Tone. <laughs> it's not negative. <laughs> this is all positive, isn't it? Sorry, so what are they asking for? So what are we so it's bad luck basically. Well, we don't know. Maybe that's an idea to float. Oh, that's nice. Okay, it's been floated. That could be a good idea. All right, well, let's talk let's keep talking Adelaide. Yes. Okay, what have uh, you got? On the subject of how Richard lives his life. Oh, now, this is something that we have to clear up yeah. before we get to the end of the show. Now it's a lot of lotion based talk for most yeah, of the time. Yeah. A lot of speculation. I had an email here. Bo Winter says, uh, Richard spends every day trying to ignore the voices in his head telling to, telling him to expose himself at every seven <laughs> eleven on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> Fairly close. Yes. Anything you would uh, you'd like to tell us about your life at the moment, Richard? Yeah. Well, no, everything's swimming along fine, thank you. Really? Really? Yeah, Anything yeah. happened? Uh, you know, this morning in no, in England that we should know about? Yeah, in England. No, in not. your house in England? Yeah, your my, English house, your my, English country estate. My summer place. No. Really? Uh, nothing. You know. I mean, hopefully. Have a listen <laughs> to this. Investigators raided the house just after dawn. Those inside offered no resistance. Three men and a woman and Richard were arrested. <laughs> In the garage, officers found what they were looking for: thousands of Viagra tablets, the male sex stimulant, and other so-called lifestyle drugs, slimming pills, and steroids. Right. Oh, okay. I thought I kept it quiet. Wow. Slimming pills, steroids, and Viagra. Yeah. It's, it's better than some of the dialogue I heard at Ed's house recently, and that was. You do have cold hands. Cold hands, warm heart, hot pants. Ooh, oh, hang on. War of clips going on. <laughs> All right, I think it's right. Stopped. That's it, you. <laughs> Back to YouTube straight after the show. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in gay speed dating into every single search engine I can find. As per use. Right that. <laughs> Okay, oh, good. No, this is all. <laughs> no, this is all just in good fun. I think we read. I think we need to know the real story mm. of Richard Marsland's life. He was born in 1909 to parents who were strict members of the fundamentalist Christian sect, the Plymouth Brethren. <laughs> all entertainment and sport were banned, and the boy repeatedly threatened with hellfire. It's true. Yeah, it's a tough upbringing. But then... As he grew up, he reacted against this strict upbringing yeah. and developed into a smooth and charming conman. He became an expert forger and committed many frauds, sometimes impersonating a lawyer. Darling, this isn't any good. This is telling us nothing. This is just, in fact, serving to cloak the real Richard Marsland. Mm. We're going to have a full expose on uh, Richard's lifestyle and... Um, convictions <laughs> on next week's program. But okay. those uh, bits I'm playing from the doc, are you, do you recognise the tone? It's the Crime Investigation oh, Network. It's not all just drunks in New Zealand. No. 
uh, they have, you know, acid bath murderers. Yeah, that's gross. There's a whole acid bath murdering sort of night. I think it's once a week now. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it's full of... Acid bath Tuesday. Revelations like this. On the pretext of arranging a hiding place, he took McSwan to a basement flat opposite Gloucester Road oh, Tube, no. where he bludgeoned him to oh, death. Yeah. After allegedly drinking some of his victim's blood, yeah, yeah, Haig yeah. disposed of the body in a vat of acid and put the remains into a drain. This was Haig's first experiment with using acid to destroy a body, and he soon used the same method to kill McSwan's mother and father. But in the accent, it sounds kind of nice. Yeah, and with the nice music behind it. See, this bloke wasn't caught for years and killed heaps of people, and you're just going, wasn't anyone suspicious by the huge amount of barrels of acid <laughs> that he's constantly ordering? Just so thirsty for acid. <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, there was nothing suspicious about it, really constant deliveries of barrels of acid, but aside from that... And most of the time he was covered in blood, but <laughs> we're all covered in blood sometimes. <laughs> but every five minutes it'd be like, oh... His relatives moved in with him. Another container of acid was ordered. <laughs> Where's he ordering them from? Where do you order a massive barrel of acid? Uh, and this is like 100 years ago too. I was going to say murderstuff.uk, but it can't be that. Uh, <laughs> All right, know. that's making me feel queasy. Uh, fantastic crime footage uh, and crazy, uh, you know, events on the streets. You don't have to go to CI. You can just turn on the Channel 10 News. What's mm. happened? Did you see that runaway kangaroo in Melbourne yesterday? Yeah, I did. It was fantastic. That was hilarious. Oh. I know a kitty got knocked over. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> But he wasn't Hang hurt. On. He wasn't hurt. <laughs> and it was quite funny. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, now, come on. I've got the footage here. Now, obviously, it's fairly visual, so I've had to enhance the footage for radio. Suburban streets shut down as the Roo ran rampant. This is jumping around. Yeah, jumped in my Jump mate's yard. Yeah, yeah, so... Soon it was clear this was a job for the experts. Pretty much when the kangaroo comes towards us and hits into the net, we'll pull it over, keep it tucked in, drop right down to keep the hold, and one of us will be able to come in. Easier said than done. A young boy caught up in the drama, lucky not to be seriously injured. And finally, after another near miss... <laughs> ..the runaway route pursuit comes to an end. Oh, my hair, my hair. <laughs> now, how exactly does it come to an end? That was hysteric. I've watched that story yeah. six or seven times and it just keeps on giving and giving. What about the detail you spotted? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, like, so, yeah, he, he jumped, he, he tore a policeman's shirt, he yeah. knocked over a kid. It was an Ormy Plum situation <laughs> at one stage with the policeman. Oh. A car skidded right in front of him. Oh. He, he stopped. He and almost... then there's about seven people holding the rue on the ground outside someone's nature strip. Yeah, and there was a woman who was wearing nothing but a bra. Just a woman in a bra helping to <laughs> keep the rue at headlock. I'll take my shirt off. Why? Right, shut up. I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> But they never actually showed you how they brought the roux down. I think I know. There was just this shot. There was just this final shot of like a sort of roux's tail flaccid sticking out of a sack as the sack is just heaved into the back of a van. But Mal Walden, you've got to love Mal Walden on the Channel oh, 10 News. Genius. Yeah, they have this disturbing shot of the disposed of Rue. And oh. listen to what he comes up with, play it, Rich. Uh, Rue 2? Rue 2. Yeah. The rogue returned to its nearby home. Rakal Eberly, 10 News. Well, it was a happy ending anyway. <laughs> there you go.
So I have no idea what they did with the roux. Another container of acid was ordered. Oh, no, oh, no, hang on. Oh, mate, that's <laughs> not true. Well, it was a happy ending <laughs> anyway. All right. Now it's getting disturbing, and that's a lot of figures, Nicky. <laughs> Music. And then what's next? Oh, our rejected sponsors on Get oh. This. Well, it was a happy ending anyway. Oh, okay, thank you, Mal. It's Mal. Yep, uh, that always happens with that dog and that song we can't explain now. Nope. There's only a week and a half to go. There isn't time. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Brought to you by the Nissan Navarro. Oh, jeez, oh, that'd have no trouble rounding up a, a roustabout route. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I find it in the booty bank in Zoom? I know. I think the back end of the Navarro would have made it into that. I mean, it's pretty much the only gong stroke honour. That it hasn't eluded it. Yeah, have you mm. been through the zoo this week, by the way? Yeah, I, to be honest, I got stuck on the real girls. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The final of the real girls thing. It's amazing how every quote from every girl in zoo alludes to the fact that they pretty much are having sex with random strangers <laughs> 24 hours a day for their whole life. Yeah, and when they say real girls, not one of them <laughs> no, <there>. no. <laughs> <laughs> looks real. Uh what have we got? There was one from last week, the comedy issue. Um, oh, yeah. Because tr- you know how we love to read out, as we heard earlier, uh, Crystal's page, but very few of the letters are fit for broadcast, mm. I find. Well, they make sure of that. What about this one from Thorny of Elizabeth, South Australia? Oh, right. Dear Crystal, if you were the ruler of the world, how would you make it a better place? Oh, God. I'm pretty keen for more nudity myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, imagine taking the time to write that letter. <laughs> right. Right, I've been elected ruler of the world. First things first. A little bit more nudity, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, dear, I can't read out Crystal's response. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what do you mean more nudity? Mm. Don't we have that thing the internet now? It's nothing but nudity. Yeah, but it's not day-to-day tone. Imagine how much better that ruse story would have been mm. if everyone was <laughs> nude, cops are nude, Mal Walden's nude when he comes back. We had the lady in the bra. Yeah, well, she, it's she, not, she'll be in the booty bag It's not week. enough for Thorny. It's not enough for Thorny. It's not enough for me. All right. Thank you, Zoo Magazine, for your contributions <laughs> over the two years. And thank you, Nissan Navarro. Wasn't it great when they came on board? Because mm. for a while, we didn't have a sponsor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and things were getting pretty dire earlier in the year. This is a national radio program, yeah. and we don't yet have a sponsor. So I've been out there trying to canvas a few, and I've got a few Good products, services, and people who could be the new sponsor of Get This. Do you want to try a few of them out? Love to. What about this product? Bottom trouble? Look no further. Everything from butt plugs to enemas, <laughs> rectal suppositories to anal bleaching. You'll find it all at anything but. I don't think we want to no. be sponsored. No. no, by the bleach patrol. By anything but. Uh, now, <laughs> such a mature program. As soon as you said bottom, you, Rich, and I were... <laughs> Uh, Let's have a much more sensible sponsor. It's the board game that's got the transgender community raving. Pre-op, post-op, just plain confused? You'll have hours of fun playing for both sides in Battle of the Indeterminate Sexes. (laughs) I don't know. Yes, that I... It's a good game. It's a great game. Hours of fun. There's not room for it on our schedule. No, no, no. Uh, a lot of preparation involved if you yeah. want to have a game. <laughs> I think months we, of planning. We need a sort of more light-hearted sponsor. Yeah. Thinking about racism? 
harbouring an inexplicable hatred for a minority, keen to see Australia all white again like the good old days before those Aboriginals came here? Then why not join the ABC board? If you've floated a nutbag theory about the Lebanese in the tabloid press and have sucked the requisite amount of government c you could be the latest fuming bigot to bring shame upon this once great Australian institution. No, no, no. no we don't want to be sponsored by the ABC board. They're too extreme. <laughs> Maniacs. Far too extreme. We don't Jesus. have room for all the burning crosses in the studio. <laughs> Anything but have muddied the water for you. <laughs> Gardening Australia, we know what that's really about. Uh, look, hey? I think romance. Wouldn't you like to be sponsored by a romantic yeah. product? Hey, ladies. Lonely? Feeling down? In need of some special attention? Call Jim's Upskirting, where things are looking up. No, no. There's supposed to be an upskirting band. Jim, stop it, all right? Get the mirror off your shoe. <laughs> Something for the, well, the blokes, maybe. Hey, guys. Having trouble attracting the fairer sex? Looking for a discreet, sensitive approach to romance? Then why not try the Richard Marsland Guide to Bagging Quality Tail? Oh, that's supposed to have been discontinued. <laughs> that book is off <laughs> the he shelf. He invented the nightclub hair pull. That book was supposed to have been pulped. <laughs> Okay, we can't explain the nightclub here, Paul. That was a very libelous story involving somebody we can't mention. Oh, a footballer from memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a song. Okay, there's... Silverchair. <laughs> that was Straight Lines here. Get this on Triple M, home of the Get This podcast. Ooh. One five two went up last yeah, night. Features uh, Nick Kershaw in the outback. A bit of Tony Wilson. Oh, fantastic. A bit of a Tim Zura moment. Richard uh, on the Get This jukebox. Yes. Head mm-hmm. backs the cardboard commode. A bit of up top action. Mm. It's all free. It's at iTunes or TripleM.com.au. Mm-hmm. And listen to the stats on our podcast. Talk stats, Tone. Well, like in May, we had something, I think we had 74,000 downloads in one month. And then somehow within That's two That's quite months, a lot, isn't it? It had more than doubled. It had gone to 175,000 in one month by... I that, think, uh, by July. That may have just been me trying to get my iTunes working. That's true. <laughs> but last week, in just one week alone, we had 73,741 downloads. All right. Oh, wow. Very impressive. <laughs> Time to celebrate. Very impressive. And that's not some money-making exercise. That's just all free fun being distributed mm. and sent out in the community. Oh, like look, good on you, Tony. Tag comedy <laughs> salmon. <laughs> That's what it is. That's Tag all up there. salmon. But, you know, people mm, are, are mm. calling in for stuff and they're not calling in for, you know, Ed Facts or, or the Get This Jukebox. They're calling no. in for the man with a box of killer bees. Oh, dear. Uh, we've we already, played that. I think we have played that, but I think there's another one. See, these tonies aren't good, Tone. It's at the end of this. There's a fire drill going on Yeah. in the building right now. A lot of people... Uh, that we didn't know anything about. No. It's interesting, the fire drills, because pretty much everyone is safe except for the people in the soundproof rooms. <laughs> so people come back from fire drills and the guys in production and guys on air, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> it was a small fire. I guess we're goners. <laughs> I think the fire was extinguished by an ideas shower that oh, was occurring right. in Excellent. the boardroom. So One thing I did like, there was a couple of people out there playing the role of the fire warden with the hats on, yeah. but then there was a couple of other people that they'd recruited to play the part of the fire, and they were just they were running through the halls going... Burn! 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 <laughs> Night, graduates. 
<laughs> quality actors. A lot of them. Uh, all right. And Speaking of quality acting. Yeah, what do we got? Well, Tone, uh, the Pelican Menace is one that we've been flagging on this program. Yes, originally uh, brought up by our friends on The Cage in Brisbane, mm. uh, who seem to attract a lot of listeners who have had things stolen, uh, including children and dogs, by pelicans. Yeah, now the pelicans have turned, people. This is a public announcement. Yep. Uh, they are on the swallow uh, big time, <laughs> so you have to watch out. Now, basically what's happened is, Tone, we have Live Earth coming up this Saturday. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, probably should have thought of another concert that's already happened. <laughs> but let's Months just of rehearsal. <laughs> let's just say I have. Uh, this is a recording <laughs> from the. Fu- should we say it's from the future? I guess it's a recording. What do you have to say? You've already done it. Okay, sh- it's shush. All right, let's get into some live theatre. No, or, or live rock music. Live rock music. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Woo! All right, kids. Yeah, keeping it straight. Welcome back to Live Earth. Uh, that was Flogger Seagulls, uh, and now please welcome a new band. Flock of Pelicans. <laughs> yes, hello, hello. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, the, full name, the full name of my band is a uh, man with flock of killer pelicans. I am the man and these are the killer pelicans. Quack, quack. Okie dokie. Sure, you. Let's get started. I will release these pelicans into the unsuspecting crowd. That's you. But you have a choice. Either drop your worldly possessions into their gaping beaks or you will be swallowed whole. Quiet, my pretties. Those who don't believe me, I have in my hand this chihuahua. (laughs) Swallowed whole. (laughs) I can assure you these pelicans are ravenous and can swallow anything up to a teenager. Oh, as if. I mean, I I could take them. Really? Let's just see about that, shall we? Ah, 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 my legs, my legs, he's got my legs. You had your chance. Now put your your wallets and jewelry and keep screaming because you're still being swallowed uh, into their beaks, (laughs) and they may just have mercy and regurgitate you. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for supporting supporting Australian music and enjoy the rest of Live Earth. All right. I'm confused. And I work on this show. Is that the bloke from the box of killer bees? Yes. He's back, sounding a little bit Bob Franklin. Just a little bitch. Great work, Rich. Who was vomiting at the end? Well, the pelicans were regurgitating. The pelicans had swallowed people and then they were regurgitating. There's a lot of like Robert Altman overlapping dialogue, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do when you're playing four roles. <laughs> I love a sketch that comes with a kit that explains it. <laughs> Richard, you did a great job. Now, I should point out, Richard played the part of pelicans. Pelican. Crowd and yeah. swallowed chihuahua. Probably chihuahua. best not to linger at the scene. <laughs> You're listening to Get This, the home of theatre restaurant of the mind. <laughs> you certainly are. Talk Back Mountain is next on Triple M. That's the Romantics here at Get This on Triple M. Richard, let's get straight up there. Welcome to Talkback Gulch, where today we're saying who's had a brush with the Z-list. Most shows like to do brush with fame. We like to go down the other end of the pool, where we ourselves live. Yeah. The Z-list. Do I what? 
Who have you brushed up against? Well, maybe someone who brushed up against uh, what's below Z tone? Oh, Double Z? Negative Z. Oh, I would consider myself negative Z. And uh, the other day I met a, night, a gentleman who liked the show. He was out and about and he'd had a few to drink and I hadn't. Okay. Uh, and uh, we were chatting away and he said, I love the show. What's happening? I said, oh, we're not really sure. We'd like to keep working together, blah, 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 blah. And I tried to walk off and he grabbed my hand. Mm. And he said, no, look, I really like the show. You need, and I was like, no, I understand, and I'm very happy for you, but I'd, I'd like to go to my house if I could, please. <laughs> he said, no, you don't understand. I really like the show. And I pulled my hand away, and then he called me all sorts of um, friendly things really loudly. So for the other people around us, yes, yes, it looked like I'd pushed him, oh, and then he had to have a go at me. Oh, So it looks like I'm walking the street, shoving people trying to be nice to me. So this forcing is a, them to call me all sorts of Fs and Cs. And this isn't, you, the end of this story isn't that he was from the fifth year of Big Brother. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the Z-listener Oh, I'm negative Z here. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a real person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so a, it's a brush with you. Yeah. I, I would love to do brush with Ed Cavalli before no. we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, the stories we'd hear. But here's an email tone from Phil McGroin. Uh, <sighs> yeah. He says, yesterday at work, I told someone... <laughs> I, I, Richard... Phil has had that his whole life. Yeah, I know. Just okay. leave him alone. And the McGroin family are constantly... Yeah, I know. And you leave know? Mr. Jask, comma, Hugh out of it too. <laughs> I'm sick of people taking the piss. Phil McGroin yesterday was at work and told someone, Richard, please. He told someone that he was going to see Greg Fleet when yeah. one of the bosses, a hot 35-year-old, overheard, which led to a conversation about how much we both love Fleety. And after repeating quotes to each other, it quickly led to some action in the back of the shop. He's right. Greg Fleet will be wanting his cut of 10% of that action. That's how show business works. But that's pretty good. I'm not calling Fleety Z-list. No. Not at all, but I'm just saying that he's in the world of our show. Yeah. And they're getting action. It's a top brush. I was uh, in uh, New York a few years ago and uh, trying to get tickets to some sort of Broadway spectacular, uh, trying to find the worst possible one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, everyone is so good at dancing and stuff that you can't find one that's bad. So you have to wait for an Australian production to go (laughs) over there. Where you can really get in, get stuck in. <laughs> That'll make you popular. Sorry. But there's a certain element of truth there. And, you know, I think it was the scarlet... Maybe I'm scarred from the from the production of Cats that I saw when I was a child. Okay. When even as a nine-year-old, I was like, come on, guys, foam, foam for cat's ears. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you're looking for a show. We've got to bring back your Broadway beat segment yes. so that you can start getting stuck into some <laughs> inadequately... Position cats is keep going. Well, no, it was uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel, the musical. I thought it was going to be bad, but there's a certain level they don't fall behind on Broadway. Mm. Anyway, there weren't uh, any good seats left. uh, Amazingly, bloke in front's doing a bit of uh, "Don't You Know Who I Am" style work, and he storms off, and no, nobody recognised him. We're going, "Who's that? Who's that?" Finally, someone said, "It's one of the Dukes of Hazard," but. Not one of the two well-known Dukes of Hazard. One of the two blokes who filled in for that weird series where the oh, other two weren't oh, available. Wow. The cousins. Oh. Even they couldn't tell you their own names. I don't know who they were. But that's the saddest. Don't you know who I am oh, that I've that's ever heard? A real scrape with the Z list. Can you go lower than that, Richard Marsland? I once met Dr. Harry Cooper. 
No, uh, yeah, yeah Doctor Harry Cooper. Nice, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the thing was, I was a huge fan of Harry's practice, his yeah. old TV show, yeah. and I had a chance to interview him, and I wanted to ask him about the very special episode where he lost his dog called Rosie. Oh, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. if you remember that, but right. Rosie used to accompany him on all of his adventures yes, when he would yeah. go around helping other people's animals. Anyway, Rosie passed away because she was a bit of an older dog. And uh, I said, that was a really amazing episode because that bit where you talked about Rosie and, uh, you know, you went to her grave and you sort of cried in front of camera. I said, it was a really remarkable piece of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great, honest performance. Yeah. And he said, that's great. It wasn't a performance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of walked off leaving me oh, with that. Oh, dear. Nice to meet you, Hazza. The booty. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah, was really, I'm a massive fan of Dr. Harry. Oh, I love him. Most of Richard's brushes involve him, you know, sticking the ship <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticking it into the Z-lister. Anyway, I don't know what happened to um, the wonderful uh, late dog of Dr. Harry Cooper. Another container of acid was ordered. Oh, oh no! No, no, no that's terrible! That's not right. That's not going to air, is it? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah, let's keep it low, people. Yeah, let's keep, keep it Let's keep it low. We you did know? this once and every single call was Ian Turpey. I know. <laughs> so let's, let's eliminate Turps from this one. Let's keep it low. If you don't know their name, just describe them. Brush that with is fine. Anyone at all. Brush with a C-list. One, triple, three, five, three... That's Fallout Boy here. Get this on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier, Richard Marsland, all of us dead set Z-listers in this country. Who's had a brish or a brush? Who's had a, a bris? A bris. <laughs> Who's had a bris today? Hi, David. How much did you have off? <laughs> Not much. Okay. <laughs> Who'd you see, mate? Who'd you brush? Um, you mentioned him a few days ago, I think, with Alan Bro. Um, Anthony Green. Oh, oh election! Uh, the election allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you bump into him? Um, we've got we have a few friends in common. Um, I went to a few AFL matches with him and these group of friends. Right. Okay. How does he have time to be at the footy? Because this is a bloke who knows not only every electorate but every booth within that electorate. I don't, I don't know. He's a huge Swan supporter though. Okay. Is that right? He's a funny little man though. All right. Excellent work. <laughs> great. Great summary. Thanks, David. <laughs> Good to talk to you. And from David, we go to David. How are you? Pretty good. Who'd you brush, mate? Oh, the crew of Last Man Standing. Oh! oh. Not Wait. even the cast, the crew! I was by the cast. Okay. So the cast. Now, were, and, they, yeah. were they hanging out with the cast of Big Sky and Paradise Beach when you saw them? No, they were not. I was actually an extra for the episode, and that's why. Oh, oh you were an extra for the episode. <laughs> so I'm like double minus me. <laughs> Good on you, David. That's pretty impressive. Hang on, David. Which, which scene were you uh, an extra in? Um, oh, actually, I got to see... Um, there was an episode when I was on the beach and she got to get up and I got to see her knock. Yeah! Oh, oh. <laughs> there you go. That's up to wireless now. Score, <laughs> David. Score. Yeah, I think Greg Fleet was in that cast. So he was for a little while. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right. Good on you, David. G'day, Dylan. G'day. How are you, guys? Excellent. Who'd you brush? A oh, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. A uh, friend of ours was a producer at a uh, show that Richard may have worked on back in Adelaide, <laughs> and we were around at his place one time for a little social gathering, and I bumped into none other than Anne Wills. Oh, oh yeah. Anne Wills from wow. AM Adelaide. Yes. Indeedly doodly. And was she tipping the bucket? Was it just all marzled and this, marzled and that? Oh, yeah, she was just on about him the whole time. Yeah. She knew what was going on with the lotion, too. Is apparently. that right, Dylan? <laughs> Indeed. Thanks for the call, mate. We're starting to piece it together now. Lovely to talk to you. Finally, Tim, how are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. Who'd you brush, mate? Russell Mark. Oh, the, uh, hang the on, shooter. The gold yes. medalist. The gold medalist. And uh, what, uh, what was the context? Oh, well, uh, I work for a roadside service company who shall remain unnamed. Good, yes. good. And... 
I had to go to his house and put a battery in his car. Oh, okay. the memories. And was That's he right. was he just like loading a gun as you did it? <laughs> just sort of. Oh uh, well, I don't know. Well, it might have been a rocking chair on the uh, the front porch and that sort of gear. Yeah, Look at that. Like we had him on the old show one time, and he spent six months, I think, training the Sultan of Brunei's brother. Oh, how to. You know the guy he's in a feud yeah, with Yeah, that now? guy's yeah. not... Uh... That guy, Zeppo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brunei. And he uh, he said that he spent six months training him and because this bloke was the Olympic shooting team for Brunei and he oh. came in last, <laughs> last in the world. <laughs> and Russell Mayer said, terrible at shooting, but he did have a solid gold dunny. There you so go. That made That's up for it all. all. Well, you guys have all beaten me, but I'm home to take a dump in my solid gold crapper. And Who's laughing now? And does he wear it around his neck just to show everyone? <laughs> ah, gold medal's nothing. But I'm, look what I'm rocking. All right, that's an impressive Thanks, list. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everyone. Thank Re- you for taking really part. Really good list today. Really happy with that. Let's get an A-lister in here. Do you want to do that? Oh, yes. Oh, one of our favourites. Glenn Robbins is here. Get this. They are disgusting. I can't even find a word, but they give a lot of white people a bad name. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Attention horse racing fans. We're about to cross live to the Melbourne Cup. Is that right, Rich? Oh, that was last week. Yeah, that was. Great way to Angle Park, though. I think we should do it every day, though. It was so popular. Yeah. It's one of the most popular things we've ever done. Really different sound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks to the Nissan Navara, it's the second hour of Get This, and Glenn Robbins is here. Very, oh, very, very proud to be here. Good Thanks for coming in, Glenn. I- I'm sorry that you've come in as the zoo magazines have been laid out. This is work-related, I should point out. Yes. You've opened it. Now, as you know, it's a roulette game zoo magazine. You might get a woman with enormous fake breasts or you might get a hideous injury. Yes. Is that a bloke pulling a plane along the road with his ears? Yes, he's... He's got a bit of rope connected to the front of the helicopter. Yeah. And the other end of the rope is connected around one of his, one or maybe both of his ears. Why would you do that? Useless. That's just going to tear them off, isn't it? It's a plane. It's a helicopter. He probably was demonstrating if he was on the deck of a, an aircraft carrier. Yes. Had two, a cup of tea in either hand. Yep. Yeah. And someone said, Whoop, we need the helicopter moved. Can you give us a hand? Wrap it around my ears. I'll make it move for you. <laughs> yeah, my hands are full at the moment. Yeah. So I've okay. just got to do it that way. Well, okay. I guess that's something that could happen. Then what else have we got? Oh, don't look. You just can't. It's a nightmare opening the zoo. Could be anything. There's a man with three swords through his cheek. See, wow. you don't need that. You don't need that. There was the bloke who, uh, you know, would swim through the harbour with pulling a tugboat. Remember that guy? No, that guy was good. That guy, you, that was useful, man. That was that was impressive. Do you have any... I mean, I know you're a man of the sea, Glenn Robbins. Do you yes. have any remarkable <laughs> skills uh, along that line? What can uh, you do? In what, in what way? In any, you know, what... Can you drag of, stuff? Yeah. Feats of strength, record-breaking attempts. Any records to your name at all? I was... No, but I went to a bar in Spain once where a man connected a large bell to his and it was photographs outside of the venue and we were there during the afternoon and they said right. come and see the show tonight because this is what you'll see and he had a, a bell on yeah. it and then he also had a, um, a, a rope and there was a group of people standing on a trolley that had wheels and he was pulling half a dozen pe- people along the, <laughs> along the footpath 
with his penis. Oh, right. Because. That's pretty good. And was there just people queuing up to say, have you seen that penis before? And, and they're all racing to say, no, but it does ring a bell. <laughs> Surely there must have been a queue The ultimate that. moment for me on stage, uh, watching people on stage, was when Mr. Methane came to town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he... He broke wind. Yes. Oh, and and, uh, and blew blew the someone from puppetry of the penis doing the doing the the sail of the boat yes. with the scrotes. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I remember there was a huge oh. row because they teamed up with Mr. Methane and uh, puppetry of the penis, yes. and there was a huge row about who would go on first. Yes, yes. because enough. they're both acts you don't want to go on after. No. And we threw it open to the listeners to our radio show, and some bloke, just a really sensible, down to earth guy, called up and went, "Guys, it's obvious. Number one's before number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great moments in show business. We're talking about them. We've got plenty more in this hour of Get This. That's you too with BB King. Love has come to town in the second hour of Get This around the nation on Triple M. I'm just filling because uh, Ed has been lured. Or it has lured Glenn over to the Bay Marie for some of his <laughs> snacks. Give them a round. That'll pad things I out. knew that. Uh, Glenn well, Robbins, welcome aboard. Good to see you, Glenn. I knew that that bite that you took of the apple with bad 10 timing. seconds to go was bad timing, but yeah. I just wanted to see, you know, how someone else deals with it. You, being a professional, <laughs> leant away from the microphone, took yeah. a swig of water, and then came back. Look at you. You're licking, you're licking your chops right now. No one can hear it. I used to be a waiter at a, a function waiter. Did you? And we used to have these huge platters of, you know, the... On the, they have scallops and prawns Ooh. and mm. sandwiches and bits of cheese and mm. all sorts of and there and the, there was the kitchen and there was this hallway between the function room and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The idea being get as much food in your <laughs> mouth as you left the kitchen, <laughs> but before you got into the function room. And you, I I could get in I reckon at least half a dozen prawns, <laughs> a few scallops. But then you but then you'd have to go in at some point you would have to go into the room. Excuse me, sir. an empty tray. And what sort of waiter were you? Did you ever get to take part in that famous waiter's race? Did you ever do that? No. I was, uh, a, I was a waiter at the Hilton. I was there when ooh. Muhammad Ali came to the... Uh, I was at the, uh, at the Logies. Logies, yeah. At the Logies. Set, right. Yeah. I served Norman Gunston, silver service when Norman Gunston was really big. Wow. And I was, and I was doing, and I'd lied that I, because I couldn't do silver service, but I lied to get the job. And have you ever had silver service? No, That's never. where you use the spoon and the fork to serve the vegetables. Oh, yeah, And, yeah. and I'm doing sliced carrots. And one of the carrots just takes off across the table. <laughs> and it goes across the table, I swear, like a hubcap. It just was going around <laughs> the peppers and salts and around the thing in the middle of the table. And then it sort of went in the middle of it. Blah, 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 blah. And by the time we go around to Gary McDonald, he just stood up and went, you know, he got out of his seat. I was so bad of it, bad at um, doing silver service. Really? Wow. A brush with Norman Gunston. Were you a huge Gunston fan? He oh, was, yeah. He was massive yeah. in New Zealand. Because yep. we didn't get your, uh, your Barry Humphreys. We had no idea who he was. Right. Paul Hogan, never heard of him. Norman Gunson, he was like the king of Australian TV. Mm. And it was because he came out, and whereas most New Zealand television was a man in a, a dinner suit with a bow tie on and a spray of flowers going, and next up, upstairs, downstairs, followed by softly, softly task force. <laughs> and here was a bloke from Australia who had a Bay Marie on his yes. set yeah. with just a few pineapple donuts floating in it. And yeah. I think he offered some to the Prime Minister. Didn't he, Did he have John Gorton Yes, on? he did. He, he, was the, he was the first celebrity... Interviewer. That yeah. model has been copied way down. Oh, I think he would have been the first. Yeah, he was the first sort of Ali G. But there was, yeah. people only rem- they don't remember all the other stuff. Remember the joys of funny business where he 
Oh, yes. His sex education yeah, segment. fantastic. And where he'd sing to his dog. Mm. It was great stuff. All right. There you no, go. We're not going back there. We want to talk about free jokes, jokes yes. that cost you nothing. Now, jokes have, that cost you nothing. Have a think about that, Glenn. We're going to play some music. It does happen from time to time. Mm. We had a song back in August, <laughs> and there's another one scheduled for today. Good work. And then we'll talk about free jokes. Here, get this. Wait, that'd be Thirsty Merc here again. This on Triple M. Glenn Robbins is here. Last time you were here, Glenn, you were talking about the concept of free jokes. Look, should I explain what just it is? Explain uh, it I, yeah, it's just basically if when you're in a situation and something happens, yeah. uh, you give them a joke, and yeah. if that occasion happens to them again, they can use that joke and say, <laughs> That's yours, put it in your pocket, that's free, you can have it. It's a portable gag. It's, yeah, if that happens again, and I think the, the example I gave you, I was on an aeroplane once. And I, on a tarmac, I looked out the window, there were some birds on the tarmac, <laughs> and I said to the guy next to me, oh, that's interesting, I didn't realise they had to take off from here as well. <laughs> and I said, look, there you are, there, that's yours, take that, that's a joke, you can have that. Glenn, I've used that. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good joke. It's a great joke. He's picked it, up it, twice it, it with killed that joke. Brisbane. Did it? Oh, it killed in Brisbane. <laughs> free joke. And Thanks. I think the world should be full of people giving away free jokes. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I don't want to have to quote you or anything. No, no, that no, is, no. It's yours. You can have it. <laughs> anyway, I had another one the other day and I thought it was a beauty. Do you want me to share it with you? Do it, please. I'm in Bali um, in a restaurant. I've ordered uh, tortellini, little um, satchels of pasta. Uh, ravioli. 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 Yes, 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 I ordered the ravioli. Having the ravioli, uh, Selena had something else. I said it doesn't taste very good. Oh. And she said, give me a taste. And she went, mm, I think I know why. She said that because we're in, in, in Bali... The basil that they've used is Thai basil oh, and right. not Italian basil. Oh, okay. okay. Yep, yep. So it's quite a specific situation that I need for this joke. <laughs> <laughs> bear with me. Okay, go, sorry, go, bear with it, me. go with it. Go with it. Don't question it because you can adapt this joke. Okay. Get your applause ready. Ready to go. Anyway, so she said, you know, it's it's a, it's 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 yeah, um, Thai basil. Thai basil yeah, instead of Italian yeah. basil. Anyway, so I said, as quick as you like, I said, so what you're telling me is that the basil's faulty. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm retiring now. See, I just, I just, I just went. That, 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 that's it. That was my. I walked off into the night. I, who was that man? How, how much fun am I to go out with? Yeah. How much fun is a guy like that who makes jokes like that yeah. good to be around? Who was that man with the basil jokes? Yes, <laughs> we learn. So him. what you're telling me is the basil's faulty. Oh. I have turned into one of those sad old men. <laughs> he, he was better than the one who sang Coma Chameleon last yeah. time. <laughs> We love that guy. How did it go down? Did uh, did Selena laugh? Or? Well, I, I must have told. I went, "Hey, that was pretty good." You know, I'm going. Hey, did you see what I did there? That was a double backflip with a half pipe. Bang! Here come the scores now. Oh, nine five, nine six, nine five. Yeah, well done. But I do tend to go on a bit, and they do tell me to shut up. Uh, so um, yeah, that's okay. So, that's yeah. okay. Well, I tell you who goes on a bit and gets told to shut up on this show, and that's the Federal Treasurer. Do you follow uh, his work, Peter gosh. Costello? Love a bit of his work. We've been following some of his great moments from the year, and we've had a few requests for this. There was some trouble, uh, it was only a few months ago now, where some journalists uh, reported right. what I think was a private conversation with Peter Costello. Yeah. Do you yes. remember that? I do. In a restaurant? Thanks for going along with me, by the way, Glenn. <laughs> you can tell by the We love eye. a torturous gear change on this program. <laughs> it's all the hell we can get. But I think we've got an excerpt from an interview with Mr Costello about that very matter. Uh, Mr Costello, these three journalists all seem to have very specific well, recollections of your... Thing co- is, Kerry, well, you know, it's all speculation. Right. You know, someone's heard, uh, you know, a couple of blokes uh, talking to a barman yeah. in a pub somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, they put two and two together and before we know it, they're talking about a meeting. You know, that happened supposedly on, I don't know, the 
5th of March uh, 2005. Right. Where apparently uh, Prime Minister left the room. And I uh, told everyone, oh, look, uh, he's a dud. He's a loser. There's absolutely no way he can win the next election. I mean, look, he's a doddering old fool. He's spouting nonsense. Uh, he's got no idea about uh, the fundamentals of uh, sound fiscal policy, Gary. Right. No idea at right. all. He's a shot bird. Uh, I should be running the party. I should be Prime Minister. Yeah. I should be. I should be, Kerry. Uh-huh. That's what I should be. The Prime Minister. Prime Minister Peter Costello. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why would I say something like that? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, they do have notes, well, these three. Look, Kerry, <laughs> what sort of uh, credibility can we attach to the identical uh, recollections of three journalists at a restaurant with me right. spouting off about how the Prime Minister's a dud and how we should bone him and how I should be running things. I really should be running things, Gary. You know, who's going to believe that I ever said something like that? It's absurd. Yes, but the notes that they've taken, they've seen... Well, we've all heard things, you know, haven't we, Kerry? Well... You know, I've heard that Kevin Rudd's a baby broker, but I don't see you uh, doing a special on that. Mr Costello, that's irrelevant. These journalists... <laughs> Look, have it's all... here, sir. No, 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 go with me. These yeah. journalists... So, OK, oh, we, we're meant to sit back and suddenly believe the testimony of these three idiots... Well... Uh... ...who are suggesting that I was... Uh, claiming that there's no way John Howard can win the next election. Mm. I mean, the figures are disastrous, yeah, yeah, Kerry. Yeah. Absolutely uh, rock bottom. Right. I mean, the only way that we could possibly win is if, you know, God forbid, uh, someone suggested that maybe I could, uh, you know, take the top job. Right. Uh, you know, we'd piss it in <laughs> if I was running things. We really would, Kerry. I mean, think about it. The Costello government... You know, it's, it's an absurd suggestion to think that I would have said anything like that. Well, be that as it Look, may, Harry, Mr uh, Costello. But I will say this. I am Peter Costello. I'm a Gemini. And I'm available to perform complex fiscal manoeuvres in your garage for three grand. Uh, well, no, thank you. Yeah, well... Uh, Take it or leave it, Kerry. Mr Treasurer, thanks for your time. The Prime Minister is a dud. Uh, There's no way he can win the election. I should be running things. I should be in charge. Uh, sorry, is this something you're saying now? No, no, that's R another one of these ridiculous quotes. All oh, right. Well, where are they getting this stuff from? <laughs> OK. Thank you, Mr Treasurer. Uh, Richard, can we have some music we've never had before on this show? I think so. Hang on, is that the members? Yeah. Oh, you never know what we'll play today on Triple M. Get this. Glenn Robbins is here, back in a moment with um, Court on Tape. Radio, that's right, that'll be the members here at Get This on Triple M. Wow. Glenn Robbins is with us. He was just uh, talking about the concept of free jokes earlier on. I think Richard Marsden's sitting on one. Come now on. and again, my father calls after the radio show. He listens mm. and he'll call me and let me know some of the jokes I might have missed. Yeah, that's <laughs> throughout the Opportunities show. that you could have had. Yes, here's what you should have said here. <laughs> ah, good. That's good to have. You get a, a, a pen out and an exercise book and jot them down. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind playing some of the messages because he says mm. the joke. I do. Bring and, them in. And then he repeats the joke two or three times mm. just to make sure and then explains it. He's a great mm. wicketkeeper. Um, so the other day I was talking on the air about, um, it was like Friday the 13th, creepy things that have yes, happened in your house. Yes, yes, yes. And I talked about my grandmother used to eat a lot of bananas and really like bananas. 
um, at one stage, a couple of weeks after she died, a banana flew across the room and yeah. hit the pantry. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. And well, that was a story. We'll come back to that, but continue. Yeah, yeah. But my father called up and left a message during the show, and he says, oh, look, I'll tell you why the banana flew across the room. It slipped on a banana peel. Oh. See? Take that. Yours. Yeah. Use it. Anytime you want it, bang. In your See, pocket. Walk away. Thanks, Dad. The thing is, Glenn, that when he told the story yeah. the first time, the banana didn't fly across the room. <laughs> it fell from a shelf. Yeah. With the assistance of, oh, what's that thing called? Gravity. There it is. Well, it still slipped on a banana peel. and You uh, thought it was a sign from the other side? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what my parents thought. And don't I mean, you I'm think, not sure what I Don't think. you think if the ghosts are capable of moving bananas, they would just write a note? <laughs> just write a note to me. It's a ghost. Don't be frightened. Even if it's in banana, write the note <laughs> in banana you if you have to. Like, like, spell it out with bananas or, you know, All right, use it as a pen. We're not uh, talking free jokes or ghosts today. We're talking caught on tape. What have you got on tape? Because last time you were here, Glenn, mm. you claimed, you maintained that there is nothing of you on YouTube. Not much now, YouTube. I sent in Cavalier on there this morning. What have you found? Hello, Glenn. Robbins. Uh, do you remember something called Top None? Uh, no. Well, what what comedy company? Comedy company oh, Top yeah. None. As in parody pun. It was Top Gun, gun with yeah. nuns and you were there. Tim oh, Smith and Mark Mitchell oh, dressed don't. as nuns Dude. trying to be the baddest. We've all done that, but you know. There's a lovely expose on the uh, Archibald painting that you sat for. Ah, yes. Oh, right. Yeah, very yeah. lovely oh. uh, footage there. There's a little bit of Kel on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. That's L- good. Les Larby and uh, Margaret Bland's Galaxy of Dance. Oh, that is a good piece. I'm <laughs> that happy about that. Very, Daddy yeah. Dancing. That's yeah. what should be on there. Yeah. Oh, Don't I mind that. didn't see that one. Uh, Kel winning Retailer of the Year with a cameo from one Rob right. Sitch. Yeah. Yeah. And now here's one for you, Glenn. Mm. The Jamoan Show. Mm. Yes. Danny Boy, a kind of a rap version of Danny Boy. Oh, that's right, the single. Yeah, the single. His name was O or something. I think this is the name of it. Now, apparently there's a solo. Uh, The final shot is a dancing leprechaun doing a solo. (laughs) No, it's not a leprechaun. It's it's me, Les Larby, in the the shopping centre, I think, in a shop, dancing. Have you not got are, to that? Is it not fully sh- loaded yet? Are you yet? sure about that? You, is, cause it, it's, is it you dressed as the leprechaun? Busting it out at the end? Because it, it looks like... It, cause I've got this thing at home where I've done a mock-up of you dressed as a leprechaun just for my own amusement. <laughs> sometimes, and, and run a comparison, have I you? I sometimes talk to it. And that <laughs> is exactly what it looks oh, like. Well. Are you claiming uh, not you? Uh, Your Honour, I claim to not recollect the uh, the said incident. All right, right. well, we'll okay. see. Let's turn the spotlight away from you, Glenn. Yes, Court thank you, thank you. On tape. Have you got anything on tape? You know, your old-style VHS at your house? I've got Barry Humphreys on an Adelaide show called A Touch of Class. Touch of Elegance. Touch of Elegance. Yes, yes. Barry Humphreys going nuts on that as uh, Celez. Oh, uh, with, really? a, with a spaghetti-making machine. Yeah. Getting it up and sticking it up his nose and <laughs> pulling it out his mouth. And uh, it was just, it was hilarious. That, you, that is gold. Those yeah. are the sort of things Good you've stuff. got to get transferred to disc. Mm. I've got a clip, and for a while this was the only, pe- I mean... There's been trouble with this footage already when it was showed on the first episode of the Mick Malloy show, but it was a bloke throwing up during a yard glass drinking competition oh, yes, on the I Bert Newton show. Yeah. And it was supposed to be erased. Kerry Packer said every copy has to be erased. And I found a bootleg copy of it at the end of something else, a tape of like a football game. Mm. Although why I would have been looking at that, I don't know. Yeah. At Channel 9. And then for years I had a VHS, which was supposed to be the only copy. And it, it's now on YouTube. You can see it. It's hysterical. Oh. And it's... The best thing about it is not the vomiting, it's Bert Newton's reaction. 
His reaction is like, nothing is happening here. <laughs> it's so convincing that you think you haven't seen it. So professional. He just moves on. He's a pro. There's a, guy, there's a, a, a fountain, a geyser, a fire hydrant of vomit yes. bouncing off a bookshelf <laughs> on the back of the set. And Bert's going, well, this is going fabulously. And it's as if it never happened. And when Bert came in, I was told, oh, you should never mention that to Bert. Don't mention it to him. And I did. I couldn't resist it. And he said that he actually lost the job because of that. What? Lost the job. Not his fault. Not his it fault. It wasn't his fault, no, but he was given the job of rounding up people to be in this drinking <laughs> competition. And he went down to Young and Jackson's and found a bloke who'd been sitting there all day. Yeah, I'll be on that TV show. Ready. But that, you can now see that footage for yourself on YouTube. I know you've got a lot of stuff on tape, Mr. Marson. I've got to be time cop, though. But you're looking at the invisible watch yep. on your wrist. Mm -hmm. Okay, listeners, your time to jump in the pool is now. Call us. What have you got on tape? One triple three five three. Get this. A nervous network in damage control. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This. It's around the nation on Triple M. Thanks to the Nissan Navara. Huge Ooh. bullying power. Glenn Robbins is here. He's got a few things lying around the house on VHS, as I think everyone in this room has. Who else has something caught on tape? Ed Cavalier. Good day, Trevor. How you going, guys? Excellent. What do you got on tape? Uh -huh. um, the 2005 at a Christmas party. I was um, videotaping the uh, family doing stuff. And uh, in the background, Arnie was snogging off with my uncle, which is obviously they were married to different... Yeah, my, uh, my yeah. mum's sister, yeah. Wow. I zoomed in on it, and then because on Boxing Day, we all sit around and watch the family video. Yeah. Uh, it didn't say a word, we sat around and watched the video, and then, yeah, you know what hit the fan. And, uh. Good on you, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> and where did that end up, today, tonight? Uh, no, they end up divorced. Oh, oh okay. Good on you, Welcome to our world, Trevor. <laughs> Have <a> happy Christmas. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, in your own family. It's uh, a great job. G'day, Mick. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Uh, mate, what have you got on tape? I've got uh, one of the, well, the original version of Astro Boy in black and white. Jeez, that'd be early on. How did yeah. you get that? I... Um, a bloke I used to work with swapped it for a uh, copy of The Best of the Late Show, Volume 2. <laughs> oh, really? Is that a yeah. fair swap? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. Astro Boy. Do you remember shows like that, Glenn? Going Vaguely. Is that sort of... Kimber the White Lion. Early manga. Is that what That's that is? absolutely <laughs> what it is. Good on you, Tone. And is this... Uh, was Astro Boy... No, it wasn't Clutch Cargo style. It wasn't real human mouths. That was just frightening when I was a child. No, 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 Cartoons no. with human mouths. We got here. Thank you, Mick. Good to talk to you. G'day, Lenny. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yourself? Excellent. What do you got on top? Um, I have seen Richard Marsland sneaking into a public toilet with some sort of plastic doll. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wearing a trench coat. While well, wearing, wearing a trench, trench coat. coat. Now, Lenny, Amazing. have you got footage of this, or is this all uh, made up in your head? No, close to footage. You've, you've got <laughs> the close to footage. It's like the footage of the Sasquatch. <laughs> uh, well, I think you need to email it in to us. Richard, why did you feel the need to go to a public toilet to do this? Yeah. I mean, couldn't you have done it just at home? I thought, well, I like maybe there's the, you know, the, the risk of being caught Oh, when, when you're with a doll. Yeah. Okay. It's often quite the enhancer. Okay. Yeah. Glenn, oh. please come back. Please come back. <laughs> I don't know that that story's true. Interesting hour. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lenny. G'day, Mark. How are you? Good, thank you. What do you got on tape, son? Oh, pot of gold, but uh, thanks to the late show. Oh, yes, is this the guy oh, doing... Oh, pot luck! This, yes, and this is 
Which one? This is where the guy did his hammy. The guy oh, did his hammy. Todd Moxon. Todd Rickson. Black leotard. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think I think what was more gold was Ernie Sigley's reaction. He's going, oh, oh, I think he's done a hammy. <laughs> That's the best Ernie Sigley I've ever heard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on, mate. Oh, not really, but anyway. And also I've got... Um, I don't have to start my DVD collection of Hello, Hello, because I've got some on video, VHS. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> You've kept them after all these years. Oh, yeah. Wow, that bloke Todd Rickson who did his hammy, I was just telling Glenn off here that I um, appeared on a show on Foxtel with him and he just got back from being fated in, like, Spain or France somewhere where he's a cu- huge cult figure because of that footage. Well... Been flown. Oh, he's got he's got more work than uh, everyone in this room. I think that <laughs> fantastic. Okay. I hope you can get get some more work, guys. Well, I miss you. Well, oh, thanks, Mark. We can do a hammy. We, we'll do a hammy if required. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how you do it. Probably involves activity. But uh, thanks to everyone who got caught on tape. Um, how are we going for time, Mr. Mars and Time Cop? We're going to have time for a song. Yeah, definitely. let's have a song and then let's have some incriminating footage of our own next on Get This. That's Guns N' Roses. Live and let die the way it should have always been done. Uh, I think Paul McCartney, you remember him, the bloke who married a one-legged prostitute. He did it originally, didn't get it right. Glenn Robbins is here uh, on Get This. Uh, Probably the last time we'll be seeing you here at the Get This desk. Uh, Glenn, and thanks for coming in for two years and uh, improving the program. Is it two years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Gee whiz. Well, I feel very honoured. I figure I'm in the second last week. I made the top ten. Oh, my God. You did. That's yep. true. Mm. Absolutely. Top uh, seven. Seven, yeah. Top seven. Well, it's, mm. Or top eight. Top eight. Well, no, top nine. Top nine. <laughs> it's the ninth to last show. <laughs> we do like you, Glenn. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not promise. alphabetical. There's nothing in it. Don't read anything no. Well, I'm very sad to see you guys go. I hope that you move on to... I'm thinking New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> I'm always thinking you. Yeah, they do. Okay. There's about every t- because there's no uh, restriction on the number of radio stations you can have. You go to the smallest town, there'll be 75 stations competing. <laughs> Why or, can't you be on satellite radio? Why can't you be like that guy in the states in New York? What's his name? Does Howard Stern? Howard Stern. Well, nobody's listening. Pay for you. Pay for it. I would pay to. Hear, I would pay to hear this show. There well, you go. I them. don't. I don't have um, cable, but I would pay to hear your radio show. And I'm sure there are people out there who would willingly pay. A lot of people have said that we should do like a podcast that you. Pay for and that could be done, but certain things happen. Firstly, what happens with callers on a podcast? Yes, you can't use any music, you can't use any copyright music at all. We I would be happy for you guys to come in once a week, sit around, have a chat. I just want to hear you guys. You well, know. we might come around and do it at your place. I think <laughs> feel free. The idea was we would go to all of the listeners one by one yep. and do the show. I'll bring the doll, but we'll be doing something. Don't worry. <laughs> Something will be happening. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we've had a lot of complaints about that Peter Costello sketch. Oh. Yes. People saying that wasn't the real Peter Costello. No. Can you play some of the real Peter Costello? Have a listen to this. Mr. Speaker, it's what? the song called Beds Are Burning. And have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. The time has come to say fair's fair. Resume his seat. Let the ALP give it back. <laughs> there he is. Side to side. Is that a repeat? Is that a first? That's an old and that's from oh, the archives. That's a cracker. And I love that. I think you can see the footage of him 
I think it's been slightly tweaked by Matty D on the pots and pans, but you can see him doing the dance that goes with it uh, on YouTube, of course. Fantastic. Glenn, just before we go, anything to plug? I think Series 4 of Kath and Kim is out now. On DVD, hope. Is it? You've got no idea, have you? I don't. Shockers with extras. <laughs> and uh, when will we see you dance again? Congratulations on Dancing with the Stars. They had a crack at you. You and Kat, Ka- you know, they, I think judges had a real go yeah, at Kat. Yeah, I thought that was a bit hard. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Not on me, on Kel and Kat. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit funny because we're made up. That's it's what I mean. Like, it's like yelling at a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> It's Why like, are you doing that? Yeah, we're yeah. pretending. <laughs> Why can't you pretend too? Yeah, yeah, I don't think exactly. we have time. Do we have a key phrase, Mr. Marson? Yeah, how about uh, the basil's faulty? Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like yeah. yelling at a puppet. I quite like that. <laughs> oh, Lawrence Moody is going to be with us tomorrow. Hey. Another of our favourites. Our eighth to last show. Thank you, Glenn. And thank you, the Nissan Navarra with that huge Ooh. pulling power. Yeah. Oh, and a whole lot of binders for your zoos. <laughs> now it's allowing you You know, <laughs> not on me, on Cal and Cat. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> what I mean. Just, yeah, yeah. It is a bit funny because we're made up. That's it's what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's like yelling at a puppet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why like, are you doing that? Yeah, we're yeah. pretending. <laughs> Why can't you pretend too? Yeah, I don't exactly. think we have time. Do we have a key phrase, Mr. Marson? Yeah, how about uh, the basil's faulty? Oh, very oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like yeah. yelling at a puppet. I quite like that. <laughs> Lawrence Moody is going to be with us tomorrow. Hey. Another of our favourites. Our eighth to last show. Thank you, Glenn, and thank you, the Nissan Navara, with that huge Ooh. pulling power. Yeah. Oh, and a whole lot of binders for your zoos. Now it's <laughs> allowing you.